Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. On this week's episode of Barbecue Tech, what do you get when you mix mental exhaustion, late night, a new smoker, a new controller, and a deadline to deliver briskets in about 14 hours from when you start the cook. I'll tell you, it's a disaster. But Or if you're like Chris, you'll probably look at it and say it's an amazing lesson learned of, I don't know, we'll figure it out. I'm your host, Rod Simmons, joined by my partner in crime and co-host, Chris Ashley. What up, man? What's up? What's up? What's up? Hello, so, good people of the Barbecue and Tech Nation. Uh, shout out to all of you. We love you. It's uh, you know, it's it, it's amazing the motivation you get to record an episode because you just have such a crazy story to tell. <laughs> you know, it's even worse is when you're recording it the second time because something happened to the audio in the first recording that neither of us could figure out why the heck. Uh, you for me meant i was like you sound like a space alien so like the last half of the show i had to listen to a robot voice of uh of chris recording only for us to find out that what i was hearing actually made it to the master recording so it was literally like totally destroyed yeah generally when we're recording episodes if one person hears something it doesn't really affect the entire show and because what the audio that i'm hearing is usually because i record recording yeah, so usually the audio that I hear kind of says dictates what's actually being recording. And vice versa. But unfortunately, uh, yeah, our master, our primary recorder died or in the middle of our show. But then usually it's like, ah, not a big deal because we got the backup running. Uh, but the backup had the noise that Rod was hearing. So we pretty much lost the whole episode. But anyway, we we make it work because we're just going to record it again. So I'll start off with, I I do want to give a huge thanks to uh, Mason Dixon Barbecue. We have mentioned them a number of times in the past and uh, they've delivered on what they promised, which was giving us access to, uh, this time we did the a gravity-fed smoker, which is from a company called Old Country Cabinet. Old Country, it's a cabinet-style gravity-fed smoker. And they gave us access to a controller to run that smoker from a company called Billows. Which, well, more importantly, Thermaworks, um, who is the same, you know, we've recommended the uh, Thermaworks uh, pant, uh, lollipop uh, food thermometer. They're yep. fast, they're, they look good, and, uh, you know, 
Um, and, and they seem to be pretty accurate as far as I'm concerned. And fast is important, right? Because when you open your smoker, you're trying to lose the least amount of temp as possible. Uh, so if you can get that, you know, get a quick reading and get that thing closed, <clears throat> super important. And, uh, so they have a controller that they've, uh, done. Uh, they actually have a, quite a few controllers with the different capabilities, but we're specifically testing the signals one, which is kind of, very similar to the others, uh, controllers that I've used quite a bit, uh, cause it supports Wi-Fi, supports Bluetooth, uh, supports, uh, probing multiple different, uh, foods. Uh, and of course it, it, uh, has a fan that can control the temperature of the smoker. All right. So needless to say, I think you went by there one day, you picked up the smoker. We had it at my house. I'd, I'd say maybe 24 hours. And then you were, you were doing a smoke for a group of teachers, totally complimentary. My wife happened to be one of them, totally complimentary yeah. to them. They, because you'd done it before in the past, uh, they decided this guy's produces great food. We're not going to bring lunches in. We're ready to roll. And you and I decided on Halloween night, we were going to smoke. You were going to smoke a brisket and I think it was chicken, right? Uh, no, a pork shoulder. A pork, pork shoulder. And yeah. I decided, well, as long as there's going to be, as long as we have a smoker and a brisket, <laughs> I might as well throw another brisket on. It's so funny how you slid that into here too. You were like, uh, well, you're already doing one brisket. It's a big deal to do another one. Yeah, you darn well know it's not that big a deal to do a second brisket. <laughs> no, and like, that's why I said, I was like, well, you know what? I got to feed the family anyway. So I'll just, I'll throw another one in. That gives me a midday, midweek, uh, cook. Uh, I hadn't decided what I was going to prepare. So I was like, well, I already know I'm going to be up late at night with you as we, because it's a new smoker. So we're going to yeah, try to figure this thing out together. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. I think probably the biggest tragic part of this was that we decided to do it on Halloween. Halloween which means, on top of everything else. So it was a lot of traffic, a lot of questions, a lot of, and which is not a big deal, but you know, it was just a, another thing going on. So in, in yeah. not, not too big a deal, but so, uh it, and the other reason, other thing I should mention is the reason why we did it at your house, because the smoker is every bit of a, a 400 pounds. Yes. Uh, and so Rod has a driveway, whereas anything I smoke has to go on my patio. So being that I can back up the trailer into his driveway and, and then unload the smoker as opposed to trying to get this 400 pound smoker to my backyard and then turn around and wheel it back out <laughs> to take it back is just not extremely conducive. So that's um, another reason why we did it at Rod's house. And, uh, you know, sorry to give your wife a scare that you uh, <laughs> came up with another toy. <laughs> yes. Cause she didn't pull in when after, yeah. Cause you unloaded in the middle of the day, she came home and she's looking at this big massive smoker, like brother, you have a problem. What have you done? You need to deal with your own problems. But yeah, no, no. I, she came in. She's like, what is that? I was like, remember I told you that company was going to give us loaners? So this is one of their free loaners that Chris and I are trying out. So I think, I, so if I had to say where, I mean, mind you, the day we chose to do it just because it kind of pushed us a little bit more into the evening was already a, a, a problem. And I think because it pushes into the evening, you start getting into your tired brain. You're trying to get the smoke into temperature. You're fighting with the controller, which we can get into in just a, a bit here. But, for, but at the same time, you have a brisket that uh, you need to cook overnight, right? And so, and, yes. and the pork shoulder. 
And typically speaking, I tend to put those on around 11 o'clock at midnight. But because the time frame that I wanted them to be ready was a little bit earlier than um, than normal, because here's the reality. Right. I, I say I'm going to bring you guys something to eat um, and they don't bring lunch. They only get 30 minutes for lunch. So now there's a heavy weight on your shoulders to make sure you deliver them something to eat because, you know, you, you like I had a rule when I worked at uh, this uh, office down in uh, Gatesburg because we had a lot of little uh, spots. And most famously, we uh, hit our one of my favorite spots I've been going to for 20 years now, which is uh, the Peruvian restaurant. And, you know, we would inevitably have somebody come in and say, hey, we found a new place. Let's go there for lunch. And the answer was always unequivocally, no, I don't do nothing new for lunch. For dinner, breakfast, you can recover from those. Lunch, you only get a set amount of time. You messed up lunch. You've messed up the rest of my day. So, um, so yeah, so, is it, you know, I, I take making sure I deliver if I'm if I'm going to make something for somebody for lunch that it's ready to go. And uh, so, yeah, so that was part of the reason we went a little bit earlier, but it's just, it just kind of overlapped uh, with everything else. But, you know, in my mind, I've been smoking food for the better part of 18 years now. And so, you know, it, it's not much that I haven't come across yet or that I can't recover from, you know, and I'm at the point now that I, I don't think like, no matter what smoker I use, I can produce something that's edible and and going to be enjoyable. You know, is it yeah, is it on my level where I'm like I'm happy with it for me? Um, you know, that, that's debatable. I don't even do that on my smoker every time, but at the least I know I can make something that I know like somebody's going to enjoy that. So you had all of these factors come into play at the same time. Um, but let you know, let's get into this a little bit. So, um, so the smoker itself. Really, really cool smoker. And one of the main reasons why I wanted to test it, because it's the exact same style of smoker that I have. I have a gravity fed smoker. Uh, and for our new listeners, the gravity fed smokers is kind of a combination of a cabinet smoker and offset smoker um, uh, at the same time. The difference is uh, the 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 shoot to load the charcoal is at the top of the smoker on the you know, top and then you know, on one side or the other. And then you would then close the top and then at the bottom of the chute, almost like you would think of a chimney, right? You have the opening at the top, but it has a, you know, a a lid. And then at the bottom, you can open it up and there's a grate. So when you pour the charcoal in, it actually goes down the chute and rests on a grate. Then under that, that grate, you access that through a separate compartment. That's like a, you know, a box, if you will. And that's where you would light the charcoal. So you're essentially light, lighting the charcoal from the bottom. And then as the embers burn, they f- drip down through the grate. And under the grate, you would add your flavored wood, you know, you know, your hickory, your oak, your apple, whatever it is. And then those embers char and start to burn and light the wood. And then all of that heat and smoke f- goes um, through an opening in that box into the cook cabinet. So very innovative. Uh, I saw it the first time on the barbecue pit masters and I was just immediately enamored with the, with the technology of it. Um, and, and so that's why I ended up with one of those type of smokers myself. 
So it was not much different. Now, what was one thing that was cool, though, is they were, you know, and they have when I speak to the folks over Mason Dixon, they say, obviously, they got a lot of novices that buy these smokers. And they were extensively explaining to me how to light the smoker. And I was like, I own one. And uh, but it just goes to show you, you you can always learn something. So the way they teach people to light those smokers was really, really cool. And I had never even done that before. And essentially what they purchase is or what they grab is one of their uh, their uh, charcoal uh, chimneys. Uh, And these are just like little metal uh, cylinders, if you will, with a handle on it. And you just drop the charcoal in that. You get like a a charcoal starter, usually like a it's a stick. Think of it like a giant match. Um, uh, Green egg has one. It's kind of more waxy material. Um, and it's just something that can burn for like a good 20, you know, 10, 20 minutes. But what it does is as it burns, it starts to light the charcoal. But because that cylinder that it's sitting in um, is kind of in a shoot form and it also has holes all the way around it. So you get a nice airflow through the charcoal. Uh, so what they do is they drop the charcoal in there. They put a little lighter in there, put some more charcoal on top. And then they take the bottom shelf out of the smoker and put that in the smoker which gives you two things. It gives you a safe place for that thing to heat up because, you know, there have definitely been people who have left their uh, chimneys like on their asphalt driveways and come back and notice that their driveways were a little bit melted. Um, and then, you know, uh, what was those things called? Those bricks? Um, yeah. It's just any, like any, like any type of patio brick you would use to do either yeah, patio yeah, or retainer walls or yeah. caps yeah, that's what a lot of people will use. You put that down first and you put the chimney on top of that. And then that allows it to just have a safer place to heat up. So, but putting it in the smoker, A, gives you a safe place for it to heat up. But B, it also starts to warm up the inside of the smoker. So I thought that was really cool. And, you know, we ended up trying, you know, I ended up lighting the smoker the way that I normally did. But the next day we smoked something else and I lit it, lit it that way. And honestly, it was great to me it made me purchase one because i was like if i ever need a backup amount of propane i want to get the smoker started i'm definitely going to do that method it just makes perfect sense yeah i would uh, agree yeah so got the smoker lit no problem started heating up no problem um and you know much like my sm- uh, smoker there is an inlet on that door um where the wood goes and opening and closing that pipe there um, obviously allows for airflow. And then at the top of the smoker above the cook chamber is another little chimney piece. And then, of course, a dampener there that you can open and flow to kind of more fine tune the airflow uh, of your smoker. So pretty standard setup as far as uh, uh smoker is concerned. So now as we had it lit and I already had the brisket seasoned, I already had the pulled pork seasoned. Uh, it was time to get the controller rolling. So I uh, opened up the controller uh, and this is one that they use already um, and they just let me borrow it. Um, I put, I hooked up the fan, which right out of the gate, huge, huge props for that fan. Probably the best fan I've ever seen on a uh, controller to date. Uh, on yeah, this it was very signals. nice. Yeah. And essentially they have different adapters, which is very common amongst these uh uh, uh, different controllers. They have different adapters for the different type of smokers, whether you have a Komodo um, uh, offset uh, or cabinet one with the pipe on it, which is what I have. And essentially their adapter for that li- allows you to screw in 
the fan, which really reduces any loss of air. And um, and the only thing you have to do is just make sure the fan is pointing down so that, uh, you know, no water drips into it. So that right out of the gate, I was like, oh, this is really cool. Um, the second thing that I really liked is all of these um, these controllers tend to have uh, the like the kind of 3.5 millimeter jack uh, connector. And this thing actually used USB, which I found also equally as impressive just because it was just a newer technology. I imagine it allows for some f- more data and uh, um, faster uh, communication. So I was like, this is really, really cool. Simple, but settle. Uh, the setup was simple. Um, so essentially there's a Y connector that goes into the uh, controller. Um, and then there's a power cord that goes into the Y connector. So the power cord uh, then sp- basically spits that power, 12 volt power. It sends um, part of it to the uh, controller and another part to the, uh, to the fan. Pretty, pretty cool setup. So now uh, it was time to set the temperature and, uh, when I plugged it in and I started looking at it, I was like, well, how the heck do you set the temp? So clearly, um, there's four different, um, uh, connectors or jacks for, to plug in. And it was pretty easy to see that the number four is meant to be, to, to control the temperature on the smoker. So I said, okay, well, I'll let the fan run so it can continue to heat up the smoker and get it up to temp. Um, this is a new smoker, so I'm just going to kind of sit in the middle at uh, 250, and uh, we'll get it go. So I let it run, and I go inside Rod's house because, uh, A, it was bitter cold, and, B, I could barely see uh, the manual. I started going through the manual, and I said, okay, yeah, there it is. It says, yeah, you plug it in number four, but, oh, okay, so when you plug it in the number four, it dis- the the screen on number four and it's basically a on the screen it's split into four quadrants and the number four quadrant should switch over and say fan mode so and this is supposed to be an automatic detection and so i was like okay so what it said to do is when you plug in the the, uh the um the thermometer or the probe um turn the power off turn it back on it should recognize it and then switch into fan mode and so I went back outside. I did that, just that very thing. Unplugged it, plugged it back in, off, on, never switched into fan mode. By now, you know, we're about to, you know, I wanted to get this, yeah, a smoker going. I was already an hour late getting to Rod's house. And then by the time we had settled in and started fiddling around, it was getting around 11 o'clock. Now, Rod gets up three o'clock in the morning for work because uh, he you know works with international people. And I didn't want to tie him up anymore. So I said, okay, we can work around this issue and we'll figure it out in the morning. And the natural inclination that came to my mind was I'll just close down the chute on the vent uh, uh, where they on the inlet. And that would reduce the amount of air that's coming into the smoker. So we sat until we got it to temp. I closed it down. We watched it for about an hour. The temperature held and we were like, okay. I'm pretty comfortable leaving it like this. Everything should be fine. I'm out because I wanted to get home and prep the sides and I wanted to actually work out because I hadn't trained yet. And uh, <laughs> and so I was like, Rod checked it two more times before he went to bed. He held. And I said, listen, I'm going to come back to your house before I go to bed just to double check, triple check everything. 
So I go home, I start working out and right around two in the morning, I was like, man, I, I should go check on this thing. But I had my heavy set, my last set. And I was like, if I leave now, there isn't a chance in hell that I'm going to come back and start working out again. No way. So I said, let's just finish this. I was procrastinating. I was tired. But I hit my last set, jumped in the car. And I said, let me grab a couple pans, throw them in there. And uh, just, you know, and the reason why I had it, because the pans were right in front of me. And I was like, I might as well put them in the truck now so that when it's time to go over there and, you know, I don't have to rely and make sure Rod has them. I just have some with me. So I drive on over. I pull up and I park and I look over and I say, man, that's a lot of smoke coming out of that thing. Normally it's like a nice light smoke at this point. I'm like, oh, that's a, quite a bit of smoke. This It looks like <sighs> a train from back in the day going down the tracks <laughs> with someone shoveling coal rolling in it. And rolling into disaster from Hope Town to Disaster Town. <laughs> I walk up to the smoker and I'm like, oh, my God, this smoker was at 350 degrees. I went into immediate panic mode. I ran back to my truck, grabbed the empty pans, picked up the smoke, does brisket with my bare hands. I was like, this is super crunchy. And I just put it in the pan. I had foil in there, so I just wrapped it. I grabbed the uh, other, I basically, the both briskets were looking like two charcoal bricks in there. Uh, and uh, so was the pulled pork, the pork shoulder. I grabbed all three of those things barehanded, took them in the truck, and I unplugged the smoker, closed all the uh, dampeners, and I jumped in the truck. And I couldn't see because, you know, it's dark, it's 3 o'clock in the morning. And I was like, I'm flying home. And then as as I'm, like, getting on the highway, Rod's uh, messaging me. Hey, how's everything? I'm like, not good. Not good. <laughs> not good. So yeah, it, was, it was bad. To say I'm the least. in total panic mode. I get home, run the food upstairs. And what do I see? I'm just like tapping on the brisket and I hear. I was like, oh, no. Where do you go at three o'clock in the morning to get another brisket? Where do you go to get another pork shoulder? Because the pork shoulder had almost reduced in half <laughs> in size. And I was like, oh, no, what what have we done? So I'm sitting there looking at it. I was like, all right, it's three o'clock in the morning, four o'clock in the morning by now. There's nothing I can do at this moment. Um, So the first brisket, I was like pretty crunchy all the way around it. The second brisket, the edges were crunchy, but when I hit the middle, it actually jiggled a little bit. And I was like, man, there is an outside chance here. So normally when I'm wrapping, you know, I'm creating more juices and I can use that as an au jus later. But in this case, um, there was nothing because it had sat and, and who knows how long it when it hit that temp and how long it was sitting at that temp. So for any folks that ever run into that, you know, easy thing to do is just get you some beef broth, heat it up. Add a little seasoning to it, and I just poured that over top of both briskets. I wrapped the briskets in the in the pan, and then I just stuck it in the oven. I set my oven to 170 degrees because a nice little keeper warmer temperature. And I said, these things got to rest; they'll reconstitute, and we'll figure out from there in the morning. So, and I put the uh, pulled pork in there. So the next morning, I said, okay, what am I gonna do? I got to get these guys food, uh, and I was like, it's ten people, so 
for 10 people, I'm going to make sure there's enough food for about 25 so people can get seconds and people can take food home. So I was like, all right, here's the game plan. I'm exhausted, but at the end of the day, I got to deliver. So what can I do in the time frame that I have to rectify this? And so first thing in my mind is barbecue chicken. Barbecue chicken can be done in an hour. Tasty, juicy, no problem. So an hour, an hour and a half. So I was like, I got plenty of time for that. So I'm going to go buy some chicken. And I said, ribs can be done if I can get back in time. Uh, and about, you know, everybody says three, two, one. Three, two, one is nonsense. You know, ribs are practically pretty much done in three hours. Uh, so I said, I can sneak some ribs in possibly. And then I said, uh, there's an outside chance that I can do a hot and fast brisket. And we haven't really talked about it much uh, on this show, but it is something that I've tried before. And essentially what the plan was is I would go buy another brisket, maybe on a smaller side. I would se- separate the point from the flat. I would trim off any thinner pieces. And that's important because if you're cooking at, at such a high temperature, they're not going to make it anyway. So I trimmed off anything that was thin and just left like a more the bulker part. And I say, okay, so I got that on there. And you then you realize that people are laughing at you right now, right? Because all what? they're thinking is, don't you realize what you did overnight was a hot and fast brisket? <laughs> yeah, I want to do a controlled one though, <laughs> a controlled burn. Uh, and uh, so, and finally, I was like, uh, let me. Uh, also, I got to get my smoker rolling. So I fire up my torch. I get the you know, charcoal in. I got everything wide open because I want this smoker at temperature as quickly as possible. Um, so I go to Costco, I buy all the uh, additional meat, I get home, and now I'm like, it's 1130. I got to deliver food by two. Ribs, out of the question. Just not going to be enough time. So I season up the chicken. I set it aside. I My oven is on already. So I said, let me put the macaroni and cheese in. My baked beans are in the crock pot, so they're good to go. No problem with the baked beans. Um, so then I got to get the brisket on. So I get the brisket onto the smoker um, into two pieces. And then I go back and it's like, all right, let's might as well just get the chicken on. Let's get the macaroni and cheese in. Let's get the brisket uh, and then let's get the chicken on. So all of those things are now cooking. I'm in full utter like robot panic mode you know it's like it's a controlled panic like i'm here 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 bouncing around doing all these things so once i get all those things on macaroni cheese in now it's like take a deep breath let's assess the damage (laughs) so i pull out the brisket i take the first one and i touch the side of it and i'm like oh it's still super crunchy and then i just take the knife and i take a big chunk out of the point and what happens is ridiculous. The juices started pouring out onto my cutting board. I mean, this brisket was crying. And I was like, I feel your pain because you were about to be the juiciest brisket Earth has ever seen. But the outside of you is so overcooked and, and hard. And the inside was way past where I want where I would normally want a brisket to be because as I'm cutting it, it's starting to shred. So I'm like, the only thing I can do with this brisket is remove all the burnt bark or the charred bark, I should say, and chop it up into a chopped beef. And I tasted the brisket and it was 
absolutely delicious. So literally it was the outside that was just too far gone. The meat itself on the inside was really, really good, but it was just unusable for the purposes that I wanted it. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. So I grabbed the second brisket and I cut off like about three inches off the flat. And so now I'm into the point where it was like actually started was still jiggly and I cut it and I get a slice out of it. And I'm like, oh, God, there is a chance. And then I cut it and get another slice and I cut it and get another slice. And I end up slicing all the way up to the point and got some really nice slices out of it. Very juicy, very tender. I just had to cut up. I just took the knife and just cut the the bark off 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 of both sides and put that in the pan. I was like this is really tasted it really really tasty. Um smoky, juice it still was juicy. It's just I didn't have a bark on it. So, I could turn the uh, cut the point in half, turn it around, cut it, you know, the opposite direction and did the same thing. And then there were some like side pieces that had like a little bit of bark on it that was actually, you know, soft enough where I felt somebody would enjoy that extra seasoning on there. So I left those pieces on. And before I knew it, I actually had one tray of brisket out of two, <laughs> out of two uh, brisket. So essentially maybe out of the $140 we spent on brisket, I got about $30 out of it. But Nonetheless, I was happy. So I took some of the broth, poured it back over top of that, hit a little seasoning on top, wrapped it up, put it in the food warmer. We're good to go on brisket. Um, I scoop out the baked beans, put it in a pan, put that in the warmer. We're good to go on baked beans. By now, the macaroni and cheese is done. I've already put the layer of cheese on to melt that down. Take that out, wrap it up. That's done. And so now it's just chicken and then the side of callaloo that I need to make. And I go and check on a brisket and I'm like, the brisket is actually looking really, really good, but it's just not where I need it to be. So I was like, brisket is not going to get done. That's fine. Um, so let's go back upstairs. Let, let's sauce the, the chickens so that this, this barbecue sauce can set up on it. And then uh, let's address the pulled pork. So I go back up, pull the pulled pork out. And, you know, once I remove the bark off of it, the meat in the middle is again juicy, good, you know, I'm good to go. So I end up shredding that beef, and then uh, the only bummer side was I like to shred, you know, cut up the bark and put it back in there. It gives you like some nice extra flavor in there, flavor. And uh, I just did, I just couldn't use the bark. 
Uh, so I ended up saucing it up and seasoning up the, the shredded uh, pork uh, really well, tasted it. And I was like, I would, if I wasn't busy right now, I would sit down and enjoy a pulled pork sandwich right now because it was that good. So went ahead, foiled that up, stuck it in the warmer, uh, the food warmer. And now it's just a matter of finishing the chicken and then cooking the kalaloo. So I'm already draining the kalaloo which is like a Jamaican greens for anyone that's wondering what Kalaloo is. Kalaloo is like our version of uh, greens. So I drain it. I got them chopping up peppers, chopping up onions, chopping up garlic. Uh, got that in the pan. Got some fresh thyme in there, sauteing it out. And then, you know, you put the Kalaloo on top, let some steam, get a little bit of a scotch bonnet in there, get some, you know, give it a little kick. And then I'm just, you know, got my, my got my chef cook hands, my line cook hands on flipping that thing around Taste it. Absolutely delicious. Pan that up. Final step. Go to the uh, smoker. Grab a pan. Pull out the barbecue chicken. The barbecue chicken was absolutely gorgeous. Yeah, I could make that in my sleep. But uh, I did what I did was uh, I did some uh, skinless, boneless breasts. But then I did bone in thighs and I did the uh, the chicken legs. And honestly, I think that's the way I. I would do barbecue chicken going forward is just buying those pieces and smoking them because it's fast, it's efficient. And, you know, when people that like to do chicken breasts often, I think, enjoy it without the bone. They just enjoy the chicken breast itself. And it was, you know, those chicken breasts are like plump and juicy and they hold up really well in the smoker when they're like that. So uh, that looked absolutely gorgeous. Put that in the pan and it finally closed up the box uh, grabbed some uh, rolls, grabbed uh, some extra sauce, and headed on over. And by and when, by the time I put everything in the container in the in the warmer uh, my caterade, it was one forty three. And then I had to head over and drop that stuff off by two o'clock, and it was six minutes. Thank goodness away. was close. Right for sure. So in the end, got rave reviews. People loved what they ate. I found the 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 brisket was flavorful and enjoyable. The poor pulled pork was great. The barbecue chicken, and the reason why I did the barbecue chicken was to add additional food just to make sure there was enough, since I wasn't sending over an entire brisket. So that's why I added the chicken, and that's why I was going to add the ribs. But unfortunately, yeah, the ribs it was just not enough time to do the ribs, and so. Um, dropped the food off, got rave reviews, and then it was time to figure out what it, the heck is going on with this. Cause I like everything about this, uh, this controller looks really good. And I, I like the, I like the, the, the style of it. I like the fan on it was amazing. What, what was the problem? So I actually called, uh, the technical support from, uh, Thermal Works and it had a really nice guy on to come on. Um, and he kind of walked me through the basic setup and, and essentially what he told me was like every once in a while they have one where it just, you know, it won't switch over and, uh, it won't. And I was like, I asked him, I was like, is there a, a way I could have forced it into fan mode? And he said, no, that doesn't, that feature does not exist, uh, on it. So I was like, okay, well, thanks for your help. And then, uh, so the next day, I had some leftover chicken that I could smoke and I had those three racks of ribs I could smoke. The brisket finished at home. I was so exhausted 
I and I was I felt bad that I had you know I did basically destroyed Rod's brisket. I told him come to the house, get it. I I forgot I fell asleep so fast after I got off the phone with you. I completely forgot that you came to get it because the only reason I knew you were there is when I came back and the caterers were sitting on uh, at the front door. <laughs> totally forgot that you ever, I even talked to you. I was so tired. Um, but uh, the kids had the brisket, the hot and fast brisket, and they all liked it. They all thought it was really really good. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and they, they actually, because there was leftover chicken, they really did enjoy the chicken. And then, of course, the day when we did the ribs, uh, because of the Jamaican flair under, undertones you're adding to it, I think it, it gives a different taste profile than what you traditionally used to. So it is, uh, it's definitely being well received. Not, I mean, not just by my kids who are, I'd say that have a bias to always tell you your food is good, but <laughs> by perfect strangers when people are tasting stuff and they're like, it's sometimes when something tastes slightly different than what you're used to, it's you can't put your finger on why it's good, but you know, you really like it. So, uh, yeah, uh, hats off. I, I think you you're, you're starting to perfect your own, uh, flavor profile that I think is going to take you a long way. Yeah, it's having a blast uh, doing that. And, uh, so we fired up the smoker again and this time we did the second method. We did the chimney method, went off without a hitch, now, the way they explained it to me was to do two batches of the heart, the hot charcoal and then add more charcoal in the chute on top of that. I just did one batch because I really wanted to, you know, get back to that controller. And so for anybody wondering what the proper path forward would have been, um, it was actually way simpler than Rod and I made it out to be. But because we we're so tired, we really just overthought the issue. So what I said was. If I leave the controller plugged in and we co- we close the 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 pipes down, we uh we can restrict the airflow and it should maintain temp. Well, that is just absolutely silly because if you think about how these controllers work, when they reach temp, they don't shut the vent; they turn off the fan. So of course, if the fan is continually growing, you're continually providing airflow. Those charcoals are con- going to continue to heat up. And uh, yeah, that's what happened. So the proper path forward would have been to just remove the fan, period, and then let it, you know, let natural airflow maintain the temperature of the charcoal. And it, that's exactly what we did the next day. Um, we used the fan to get the charcoal, to get the, the smoker a little bit above where I want. I wanted to smoke at 250 for the ribs, and I took it up to 270 with the fan. And then I just removed the fan and that thing kind of dropped back down to about 262. And I think it held there, um, you know, after some adjustment on the dampeners and stuff. And what you know, the ribs came out absolutely awesome. Uh, but, but one uh-huh. thing that did happen is we were halfway through the cook and it, it it's cooled down a little more than we wanted. And when we put the fan back on it, it switched into fan mode. Right. So towards the end of the smoke, we I had removed the fan altogether because I was getting towards the end. The chicken was already on. And then uh, I was like, well, yeah, drop down a little bit further because I had it open a little bit longer than I had intended. So I was like, I'll just plug, put, put the fan back in. And sure enough, as soon as I plugged the fan back in and put it, put it back on, it switched into fan mode. So I was like, well, here we go. So I was able to set the temperature on there uh, and it held absolutely perfectly, spun up the fan when it was needed and uh, finished the smoke. 
and the ribs that came out of there were absolutely delicious. The barbecue, the, the, I just did the smoked chicken. I didn't bother to barbecue it. That came out really good. And uh, all in all was, uh, yeah, we'll have a full review of the uh, controller later. And the reason why we can't do the full review right now is because we ran into one issue that uh, we didn't even think about. And because we're borrowing this unit, we couldn't register it with our apps on our phones because it was already registered. So I have to work with the uh, with uh, Mason Dixon to unregister it from them so I can register it. Um, but but more importantly, the cool thing about using this is one we one thing we always preach is to learn how to use your smoker without any type of tech tools or whatever. Learn how to use it from the start. I, then, so I I will say to be fair, yep. part of like as you when you look at the challenges we ran into with the controller, and again, um, we definitely made some bonehead mistakes uh, yep. as we were going along the way. The the fact that we could register it with our phones also meant we couldn't get alerts, which means if you would have had it on your phone, I would have had it on my phone, and the temperature would have started to creep up to 275, 285, 295. Both yeah. of us could have been woken up with alerts. You could have been boogieing back over. I could have been getting off the, I could have been getting up and coming down and. Yeah. All the, uh, the reasons why you get a controller and you get this technology to avoid these type of issues, we, we lost out on. So it was, we, we looked at that as a smaller deal in the moment, but it actually turned out to be a bigger deal in the end. Yes. Uh, I, I think, uh, when you think about the comfortability you get when using an app or using something that, uh, can remotely monitor your cooks. So, uh, this is why we ta- have made this show because we know there's plenty of technology out there and, uh, you know, understanding what works, how it works and then how to work around it. So, uh, and that's why it's important, as I was saying earlier, for you to understand how your smoker works and then understand how to use your controller without the app. And then finally understand how to use your controller with the app. Um, we think is important so that you know, any of these scenarios that come across, you can overcome them. Yep, I would agree. So. Yeah. So we will get a full review once we figure out how to what path forward. I really, from just my cursory usage of the controller outside of the inability to switch it into fan mode manually, I like what I see so far. Now, the smoker itself, super impressed with how fast that thing gets to temp. I think my smoker actually takes a little bit longer to get up to temp than that thing did. Yeah, it was uh, super quick to temp. And when it was at temp, it, it, it was held pretty well. It held, it held extremely well. Yeah, it held pretty well. So, so far, um, I, I like... Uh, what, what we've seen out of the, out of the, out of the old country smoker, um, so far. A couple of nuances, uh, differences between my smoker and that smoker that I appreciate that it, that it exists on my smoker. So we'll, you know, we'll, when we do our full review of, of the smoker, um, we'll kind of sit back and kind of go through piece by piece what we liked, what we didn't like, and uh, would we actually recommend it to folks to to purchase? So yeah, but I, I mean, at the price, I mean, at the price point, it was. I mean, yeah. in contrast, I mean, it's very hard to compare your smoker to this smoker given a three x price difference. So yeah. I mean, we definitely are good to compare them because yeah, it's, but, it's yeah. our experience. But 
for the point is, you know, are these things that you get on a smoker that that I that's is as expensive as mine? Are they worth it? You know what I mean? Right. And and or, or not? So th- that's what kind of gives us a unique perspective on reviewing this particular smoking smoker in of itself. Agree. Now you you actually just did a guest appearance on some podcast, didn't you? Yes, yes, yes. I was on uh, Creation Station. Um, which is a uh, podcast run by the Miami Dade Public Library, and what Bob uh, over there does is um, he actually finds two people that are in uh, that kind of have a similar interest, but don't necessarily that have never met. Um, and so when when I went on the show, he had me on there with a uh, a book writer. Um, he, this, this gentleman, Adrian, he, he was, uh, in the, he was a former lawyer. He's a James Beard award winning, uh, writer. And he, you know, that's an award specifically for, uh, writing, uh, around food. And then he did, uh, he worked in uh, a couple, I think he worked in the Clinton, uh, campaign or in, in their, uh, in their, uh, cabinet not cabinet in in their you know genre uh and then i can't remember if he said he worked in obama or not with a in 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 their uh in their office but then he um had also considered running uh for office uh on his own right but the dude is crazy funny um and super smart and he actually wrote a book that uh goes over the uh the history of african americans contribution to barbecue and uh that i thought was pr- a pretty cool uh concept but he also wrote another book about the history of soul food and african americans con- uh uh contribution to soul food so uh you know and he's just got some really funny tastes he's been all over the world tasting barbecue he's actually a barbecue judge uh, so we had just had a really cool conversation, man. We hit it off really well. Uh, we had a great time on there. So we'll post the link. Uh, it's, it's on YouTube. It's also on uh, Stitch, uh, Spotify. Spotify, yeah. Uh, uh, the episode is. So I will definitely. Uh, I'll include a link. We'll include a link in the yeah, show. Yeah, we'll include links to that. You guys should check it out. It was a lot of fun. And I really enjoyed uh, doing that uh, podcast and that guest spot. So, awesome, yeah. man. So, so there it is. I think we covered everything we we did in the last episode that you guys did not get to hear, which was fantastic uh, in our second run through. But yeah, I think uh, so. The one thing I was going to say is that like lately, as you've been doing all these cooks, I've been able to continue to explore with my um, Carolina barbecue sauce, as well as my cola based or sweet barbecue sauce. Uh, yes. One thing that I've, I, I used to do when I was cooking barbecue sauce, well, my cola, cola based barbecue sauce, which is a traditional barbecue sauce, um, always called for, um, it calls for onions when I cook it and I would dice the onions nice and small, garlic nice and small. And then I would, you know, like saute those first. Then you start to add your layers of flavor. Mm-hmm. And I, I realized like dicing up all the onions I had to do. Cause you know, if you're doing double or triple batches, like I was doing like between nine and 15 and 20 ounces of, uh, or nine to 18 to like 27 ounces of onions. And that's a lot to dice. And I was like, why the hell am I dicing all these onions? 
I, cause ultimately what I wind up doing with the sauce as it cooks down is I take it and put it into my blender, blend it up, which essentially chops Ice it all up. Um, so I started just cu- cutting the onions into bigger chunks. One, I'm not crying as much as I'm cooking mm-hmm. as I'm, uh, c- cutting the onions. And for the first time of the last two times I've done it for you, rather than, Taking it, pouring it into a blender, blending it up. And, you know, always a concern that you're blending something up with a blender that is hot because you don't, I don't have time to wait for the sauce to cool down to mm-hmm. blend it and then make sure I can let it reduce. I was like, this is exactly why I have the Vitamix immersion blender. And I've now just been taking the Vitamix, just dropping in the immersion blender. I don't even go into my full Vitamix blender anymore. And it is. It, you, you haven't commented that like, hey, there are big onion bits in here or anything like that. It is buttery smooth every single time. Yes. Yeah, so uh, it's funny you should mention that because I had the same revelation that you did. So, so first off, yes, it's been uh, it's been working really well. Uh, I had to, all I had to do was uh, it, it. You know, there are still like some tiny bits of onion in there um, that that are in there, but all I did was like. Um, cut the tip off on my I bought a uh a condiment bottle so when I'm making the uh the jerk the the uh chicken and waffles I can just put it use a condiment model bottle to to spread the sauce and I just cut the tip a little bit more than what it normally is and then it works great so yeah I have noticed that uh I thought you were just straining it more but that, that makes perfect sense because I did notice that uh I didn't have trouble uh squirting out the the barbecue sauce uh like I would you know, if I was to use it normally. So that, but I also had the same revelation. So oftentimes when I'm making a, uh, when I'm doing brisket and we started, uh, we, we started using the, uh, phosphate, uh, injector injection. Um, I would take that, uh, that scoop of that, put it in some water or some broth, mix it up. And then I would, you know, pull it into my injector and start injecting it. But I never felt like I got like the best mix on it so i was looking i was like oh my god i get i have my what's it called right here um my uh my shake blender so i just put it in the cup real quick uh turned it upside down put it in the thing and i got the perfect mix of the and i just scooped it right out uh uh pulled it right out with my injector and it just injected absolutely perfectly into the brisket and i that from now on that's how i'm mixing that type of stuff is i'm going to throw it into the uh God, what is my thing called not the vitamix but uh what do i have you're a ninja aren't you no no the other one i'll think of it in a second but in uh the uh nutribullet uh okay. so i put it yeah i put it in my nutribullet and it just absolutely mixed perfectly and I was like, you know, so, and you don't have, you know, for folks that already have a neutral bullet, you don't have to go and buy a new one or buy anything different. Just, you could just buy, you know, grab a smaller cup. Right. And that's what I did. I used this. I, when I bought mine, I bought like six different uh, cups for it. And that's all I did is I put it in the small cup, mixed it up, pulled it perfectly into the injector, uh, into my spit jack and just inject the heck out of the brisket. And I think that actually paid off in the end. Cause remember I was saying, how juicy the brisket was, despite the fact that the outside had, you know, had, you know, gotten so far gone on the, on the, uh, on the cook. And, uh, as a, I, I don't know, I kind of contribute, uh, get, contribute that factor to 
the way I did the injection. Right. So there it is. That's awesome, man. Yeah, man. So folks, don't ever, the moral of the story is even if you have a mishap, there's probably a way out of it, whether you're rethinking how you're serving the food or you just kind of just taking a step back uh, and figuring out just how to complement whatever is going on. So don't, you know, don't fully ever just panic. That's why we make mistakes. You know, here I am having, you know, doing this for 18 years and I still make mistakes. I still have mishaps, but you know, you, you don't learn things without having those mess mistakes. And that's why we love doing this podcast and sharing these moments with you. Um, if you want to support the show, you like what you're hearing, by all means, head over to SMR, uh, sorry, patreon.com forward slash uh, barbecue and tech. Uh, if you want to join the discussion, we have great discussions on Discord. We're always posting pictures. Um, uh, I think a couple of folks want us to create a, a channel so we can start sharing recipes on there. Uh, so we may uh, go ahead and do that. Uh, and then, of course, by all means, continue to tweet out the show, continue to share it. Uh, we appreciate every one of you, uh, no matter what capacity, how you're supporting the show. Uh, we have some big news to come in the future, uh, and uh, we can't wait to share it with you. So until then, we are out of here. Peace. Peace. flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com.